Welcome to the Encounter the Gospel podcast. We hope that this podcast encourages you and inspires you to live a life in the fullness of Jesus. Well, hey there, everybody. This is Jonathan, and uh, I got Ernie on the podcast as well, back again. Hello, Ernie. How you going? Hello, Jonathan. Doing good, man. (laughs) Yeah, that's sweet. It's good. Living life in America. I'm still in Australia at the moment. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Living the American dream. That's right. Um, Whatever that means. (laughs) Yes. The (laughs) the American dream. Got to make lots of money and live in a house on the hill with a white picket fence and a wife (laughs) and a dog and 2.5 kids. Whatever that means. Yeah. 0.5 of a kid. Oh, yikes. (laughs) Um, sounds like something out of the Old Testament or something. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah, but, um, yeah, bro. So you recently, uh, got engaged actually. True? True or no? (laughs) Yeah, dude. Took a trip up to California and popped the knee. (laughs) That's pretty lit. Yeah, it was fun. And you, you so, have a date now. Hey, she obviously, she obviously said yes. Uh, true. Get married, yes. and so yeah, <laughs> very um, important. <laughs> yeah. So now we've been pretty busy with just kind of getting all the wedding plans, yeah, uh, up in order. So we got a, we got a date, we got a venue, and she got a dress. So oh, already, come on. Yeah, that's pretty sweet. Do you, yeah, very do you exciting. Have, like, your whole venue and like honeymoon and everything like planned out or. There's still heaps to like plan. There's still a lot to plan. Yeah. I mean, for us, like we got married, uh, engaged. When was it? Like last month. And so now it was, okay, now we got three months. We're getting married in three months. For me, immediately I was like, oh, like three months, no issue. That's a lot. That's a lot of time. Yeah. Then all of a sudden I sat down started, we started kind of planning and I was like, oh, wow. This is a lot of stuff that we need to get done, you yeah. know. That's <laughs> but funny. it's all fun. I mean, it's we we're approaching it really lightly. Like we don't want we don't want it to get overwhelmed or anything like that. So it's like we're just we're just free and we're just okay, you know. Yeah. If certain things don't work out. It's like who cares? It's just one day. Right. Yeah. At it's funny because in we're my getting mind, married and it's that's the that's the goal. Yeah. You know? Like it's funny because in my mind, like you're like oh. You know, for me, I'm like three months. Yeah, no, I'm like, oh, I would have thought you'd been like, oh, a week. All right, let's get married in a week or something like that. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, but no, that's that's pretty sweet. Um, yeah. Any other, I don't know, major life things going on or, yeah. Not really. Just kind of right now our main goal is just to plan the wedding and see what happens afterwards and see where the Lord will lead us. Oh, you guys Whether are actually, that's... you're both doing like photography, videography stuff together. Hey, which, you know, right. that's all very cute and whatnot. <laughs> yeah. So we're working on branding and a new website and things like that. Come on. <laughs> um, so last, last week, two weeks ago, uh, Mackenzie and I shot our first wedding. She did photo and I did video. Nice. So I think that's kind of what we're, how we're going to set ourselves in this brand is like she'll do the photos and I'll do more the videos. Yeah. And then as well, just work together 
So, yeah, yeah, a lot of exciting things. Come on, it's so sweet. Well, we're not here to just hear about all of Ernie's personal details, <laughs> um, but we're actually here to talk about Jesus because uh, that's what we do on this this uh, podcast. And so, um, yeah, you know, recently I have, um, you know, I I am in a couple or a few months. Uh, I'm in Australia right now, but I'll be going back to America. Um, and so, yeah, I've just been kind of thinking about that transition for my for myself and um, just, you know, what it's going to look like to kind of exit this season of being in YWAM and, you know, as a missionary in Australia, but actually, you know, stepping back into the space where I grew up and my hometown and stuff and... It was just really interesting kind of thinking back on like the church and just like there's so many things that God has actually grown me in and just um, so many revelations that I've actually had um, in my time with YWAM and just, you know, being a missionary and just, you know, letting my life just be, you know, all about Jesus and just spreading truth and discipling young people. But Um, and so I'm like thinking about this transition back and I'm like, oh man, like, you know, I remember just, I don't know. I'm just remembering like culture of just the church and, um, and I love the church. Um, so I'm not about to hate on it or anything like that, but, um, just remembering just culture of just the way thing, the way people did things. And, um, even just my own understanding of, you know, God, like it was just so different than what it is now. And so I'm like looking at, you know, my own uh, growth and I'm like, oh man, like there are things that I'm walking in now that when I, you know, before I came to Australia, I would not have understood, you know, and like, um, and there's just, yeah. So I've just been kind of really thinking about that and just thinking about just um, this past culture, right? Like I've just really gotten a revelation um, over the past three years of just sonship, you know, just identity and really how to actually just live um, in my identity as a son of God and um, to actually be walking in the power of Jesus, the freedom of Jesus and the beauty of Jesus. And um, I've just been really, I guess, grieved, you know, just kind of thinking about um, just the potential culture that I'm actually walking back into, um, you mm-hmm. know, with you know, just going back to America, America's chaotic as, as heck <laughs> as the whole world knows. Cause it's on the news every day, even here in Australia. Um, it's yeah. like 50% of the news is American news. Um, but anyway, so yeah, I've just been really grieved with, um, yeah, just the idea of this culture that I'm potentially stepping back into of, um, you know, like the reality is, is there's just a lot of people in the church who, um, at least where I'm from, who would identify as Christian. Um, they'd be like, yep. Hey, yes, I am a Christian. Um, you know, I know about Jesus or whatever. Um, but in reality, like when you look at their life and how they're actually living, um, there's not a lot that really says Christian outside of maybe going to church on a Sunday. Um, and you know, maybe they go to like a connect group or something like that. But outside of that, they're not actually, living out that their identity as a son or a daughter. Um, they're just kind of going through the motions and doing the thing. And I'm just like, so I've just been really, I guess, grieved by that, you know? And, um, yeah. So thought we'd talk about that. 
about, uh, you know, freedom, living in Jesus. Yeah. I think it is a little bit difficult when you love the church and you love something. Like, your heart will grieve towards certain things because it's like you see something. And if it, specifically, if, I think if you see, like, a brother or friend living in sin, I think your heart's going to go out to that. Mm. Or, like, kind of just your heart hurts for them because you know that they're not living free. Yeah. Because if they were free, they would be just, I don't know, a lot more joyful and passionate about life and yeah. encouraged and stuff like that, right? And I think we all want to be encouraged and we all want to see people encouraged, you yeah. know? So, yeah, dude, makes sense why your heart's grieving. Yeah. I think even, you know... Like, there's just specific stories, I think, that even just come to mind, you know, of, of specific people who are literally living in sin, right? But they would still identify <laughs> as Christian. Um, and what's, I think, most grieving to me is it's like, okay, cool, I can actually approach them in love, you know, because there's, you got to be real careful when you're approaching someone and actually confronting them, um, you yeah. know, and doing kind of like a rebuking thing. Um, cause if it's not motivated by love, then just don't <laughs> cause you're going to do way more harm than, than good. Uh, so I'm just going to say that right up front. Um, but it's like, okay, cool. You can approach that person in love and actually, you know, rebuke them as a, a brother. Um, and you know, I've had these experiences where it's like, no, I actually, just don't care what you have to say. Like, right. like it, and it's like, it's not like, you know, gr gray area. It's not like, um, you know, in, uh, eating meats or something like that, you know, like, <laughs> uh, you know, but in the new Testament, wherever it is, like, <laughs> Oh, you gotta, you gotta eat kosher. And then the other Christians are like, no, you don't. It's just a symbol. Um, <laughs> So it's not like that. It's like clear things that are just like, it's very clear from scripture that this is just blatant sin. Right. Right. But it's just not received. Right. And so then I'm just like, Oh man, like you're, you're actually like, listen, you're, your guilt and shame is causing you to reject this right now, but it's actually not meant to shame you or to condemn you. It's actually meant yeah. to like, invite you into something better um, because yeah. it's actually motivated from a place of love and understanding that, Hey, what you're doing right now is actually leading to a place of death. And I don't want you to walk into death, you know? Um, yeah. So it's like, Oh man, like you're just like, you're actually deceived, bro. Like what are we doing? You know? Um, right. So anyways, um, I guess uh, a, a question with this um, that I want to kind of pose for di for a discussion for topic is how do you live free? You know, how do you, um, I don't know, get free of these? Because there, there's, um, you know, it's a, it's one topic to, you know, talk about getting into this place of like where you're in sin. You're so in sin that you don't even want to hear out truth. You don't want to, like you're just totally unrepentant. Um, but I think before you even get to that, you know, like there's a place where I think a lot of Christians are, 
um, you know, wanting to live free from sin and things like that, but they just don't know how. Um, right. So, so, so how do you live free? And that is, uh, assuming the reality, which this is a reality that you can actually live free from sin. I'll just put that out there. Um, that that's actually yep. just truth. Totally biblical. You are not sin waiting <laughs> to happen. Um, you do not have to sin. It's not built into your nature. Your nature is actually God's nature because you were created in, in his image. So if that's something that's popping into your mind right now, as I'm saying like, Oh, how do you live free? Then you can just go ahead and like take that thought and just throw it away. Cause that's literally Satan. Um, <laughs> so we'll just go ahead and establish that. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that we can actually move on to the more important question of like, okay, how do I actually live that out? Okay. Um, right. so yeah, how do you live free? That's a good question, man. Um, but yeah, truthfully scripture says that if you believe you're saved right and i think there's still there is still a process of it yeah to like the journey of okay now i've been believing this for x amount of years of my life growing up mm. and now all of a sudden the lord's saying and i'm believing that it can change and that there's going to be a difference right yeah um so but yeah, I think the Lord, he's always, he always is about the journey because yeah. the journey allows you to understand, right? And so mm -hmm. like when you move from one place to the next, like he's going to care about the journey because on, on that journey, you can learn so many things Yeah, and you can be in the process of sanctification and um, live sanctified. So... Mm. So real I think quick, to live though, free is it could it oh. could be a very simple thing. Yeah, it it could simply just be love God. Yeah. Okay. So real quick, you know? uh, I just want to bring it bring a definition. What does sanctified mean? Sanctified to be holy, to be a place for your body to be a place where the temple as a temple mm -hmm. for the Holy spirit to just live. Yeah. Yeah. I would, I would agree with that. So there's kind of two, you know, not to get too technical nerdy, um, <laughs> but just so, so people understand like, okay, so there's these two words, there's justification and sanctification. Justified is when you believe and you receive Jesus as your savior, you're justified. It's instantaneous and it's complete. Like 100%, you're fully justified from that moment immediately. Um, and that mm. essentially means it's just as if it had never happened, right? So when God looks at you, right. when you receive Jesus, he sees Jesus when he looks at you. Um, and so it's just as if it had never happened because he's looking at Jesus. He, he's cast, you know, when you ask for forgiveness, he casts it. The Bible says he casts your sins into the sea of forgetfulness. So if you were to ask for forgiveness the second time, he's like, what the heck? I don't know what you're talking about. Um, <laughs> so that's justification. Sanctification is the process of actually becoming holy. Like Ernie said, um, and actually learning how to live this thing out. Right. And yeah. growing into that justification, right? Like Jesus has already paid the price. He's dealt with the guilt and shame and the condemnation and every, you know, all the, the bad stuff that comes with, you know, all the consequences that come from, uh, you know, sin and death. 
Um, and so now justification is that process of actually learning to actually walk our identity out as sons and daughters. And, um, and that's a journey. Um, yeah. So just wanted to bring some clarity there to some <laughs> of the language good. you're using. That's good, man. Um, I think it, I mean, it is a really important thing to live free from sin mm. because I think it so easily entangles us to, I don't know, feel guilt and shame Oh yeah, and kind of just take away joy. Mm. Obviously that's the enemy's sole purpose is to steal, kill and destroy. Yeah. So now he's trying to steal your identity. He's trying to kill your joy. Yeah. Um, and he's just trying to destroy you, destroy mm. life for you. Right. And sin, I think just so easily holds us back from being able to, I guess, just enter the throne room and enter mm. the presence of God. Yeah. Because we feel shame and we feel like, Oh, maybe I'm not worthy to approach God, mm. you know? And, but he so clearly says, that your son he says come boldly to the throne yeah right and so like man like what if we created this culture where if we're struggling with something or if we were if i don't know if we were struggling with a sin like what if you just literally just ran with that like you know what the lord says to boldly come to mm. him so right now you know like let's say you're you know, struggling with it you got shame you got guilt yeah. But you're going, man, the Lord said boldly come to him. So why yeah. don't I just boldly come to him with this issue? Right? And so you just, Lord, hey, look, I'm struggling with this. But I just so thank you that you've allowed me to live free, that you've allowed me to come to you boldly, that you're never going to leave me, you're never going to forsake me. Mm. So God, I just surrender, just give you my life. And would you just lead me? Would you yeah. help me so that this is no longer an issue, right? Yeah. So that you don't say so that you no longer need to feel the shame and the guilt, and because those kind of things they will just hold they you will. back. They, what's that? I said they'll just hold you back, eh? Yeah, they will because they'll hold you back from truly just living free and loving. Mm -hmm. So okay, so here's a question. So let's say it's like, all right, cool. I'm like God, you know free me from all the, you know, the shame, guilt, condemnation, all that stuff. I want to enter boldly. I want to approach your throne. I want to be connected with you. Right. Mm. But then, um, you know, temptation comes in, it's sneaky and I backslide. Then what happens? Right. What do you do? Go boldly to the Lord. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love how simple that is. <laughs> yeah. Like it's, it's, yeah, it's just not, I don't know, I think we've complicated it so much, right? Yeah. Because we, we're so inwardly focused. Oh, yeah. That if we just, like, we focus bigger picture on, you know what? Hey, look, mm -hmm. I backslid. Like, yeah. I, I sinned again. But you know what? Truthfully, I need to just come boldly. Why don't I just, instead of running to guilt and shame, why don't I just run to the Lord? Yeah just run to the sacred place and into his arms because you're going, Oh no, God, you know, I fell into temptation again, mm -hmm. you know, but, but I know that there's a way and I trust that there's a way. So would you again, mm. just lead me. Yeah. That's so just good. lead me in the right direction. You know? Yeah. And I think as that becomes, 
as you as you build that into a habit yeah like i think that will that'll allow you to see clearly because and then you just grow your it's the journey right yeah you're not the lord's not expecting you to be perfect yeah yeah bro like you're like he sees you as perfect yeah yeah i think it's so good what you're saying you know because um you know even going back to kind of the overcomplicating you know the or yeah the the idea that we overcomplicate it i think that's so true because you know i think it's so easy for us to just with our experiences um you know when things aren't in subjection to god right we then it's like okay now i have to like reconcile this and like you know i have to reconcile my experiences with you know what i believe is truth right and so mm-hmm. i think a lot of times what people do in that journey because it's like okay god says i'm i'm free but i'm not seeing the freedom in my life right and so yeah. then when you're not seeing you know freedom and like the truth truth itself actually worked out then I think what people often do is they start forming, you know, methodologies and, um, you know, different doctrines and things like that around our experiences. Right. And then what, what does that do? Well, that actually just elevates our experience and, you know, our personal journey over truth itself. Right. And then we actually become totally disconnected from actually allowing um, God's word and letting his truth actually inform our lives. And instead we're letting our lives inform truth, you know? Right. And so, and I think that ties into so many different areas. Like we've literally talked about this before. Um, but like, there's just gotta be this place of actually elevating truth in the journey, elevating truth, um, in the process above our experiences. And, you know, as you were talking, um, you just reminded me of just the parable of the sower, and so yeah. I just thought I'd read a little a little section of this where, um, so he, you know, Jesus shares the parable and then the disciples come to him afterwards and they're like, hey, what did you actually, what does that mean? Um, and so there's just this section where he's explaining what the different, um, you know, scenarios are. And so he just says, <clears throat> this is the meaning of the parable. The seed is the word of God. Uh, this is also Luke 8, if you're wondering. Uh, Those along the path are the ones who hear and then the devil comes and takes away the word from their hearts so that they may not believe and be saved. Those on the rocky ground are the ones who receive the word with joy when they hear it, but they have no root. They believe for a while, but in the time of testing, they fall away. The seed that fell among thorns stands for those who hear, but as they go on their way, they are choked by life's worries, riches, and pleasures, and they do not mature. But the seed on good soil stands for those with a noble and good heart who hear the word, retain it, and by persevering, produce a crop. And so what's Mm. really interesting to me is this last, this last one, right? Obviously it's the, the good seed. It's the one that, you know, produces, um, tons of fruit. It, you know, gets rooted, grounded, um, and actually grows into something that's producing a crop. Um, and so he actually describes this as the person who hears the word and retains it. And then what, this is what just really gets me every time I read it is, and by persevering, produce a crop. So there's not just this place of, okay, hear God's word and then just like, you know, keep it in my mind. But there's actually this place of perseverance and actually going, okay, 
And so I think this really applies to this whole issue of living free, right? Let's say you do backslide. Um, excuse me. Let's say you do backslide. Well, how do you go about that? Well, you actually elevate truth. God says I'm free. He says that I'm sozoed, healed, delivered, made whole, right? I'm not seeing that right now. So I'm actually going to, instead of creating some formula or just being like, oh, you know, shame, condemnation, uh, I just can't do it. No, I'm actually just going to stand on God's word and be like, you know what? Yeah, this happened. But God, I believe that you have saved, healed, delivered me, that you ha- you are my salvation, that everything I need right now is fully available to me through Jesus on the cross. And actually just yeah. understanding that in that moment, Jesus is enough for you and you persevere because it's actually yeah. perseverance in the journey eleva- and continuing to persevere in elevating truth above your experience that is actually going to mature you and produce a crop in your life. And it, it's going to produce the crop that you're, per- that you're going after, right? So if you're going after freedom, then persevering in that and elevating truth in the area of freedom over your experience is going to produce the crop of freedom in your life. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, classic verse, Romans 12, right? Um, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Um, so, you know, even in that there's, you know, this place where we actually have to, it's a process, you know, it's not just like, oh, just do it. You know, there's a, yeah. there's a journey yeah. there sometimes. And, um, but don't overcomplicate really it in the journey. <laughs> yeah. And it's, I mean, I, I get it as well that sometimes it just that it is really difficult, you know, and I think like some people just it's def- more difficult for them because of how emotional they are towards it. Right. Yeah. Um, and yeah, like I just think that there's there's so much grace and mercy that we have. And if we're willing to just run for that and run after that man like it's just gonna produce the crop that you're saying right like yeah righteousness and holiness and all these things right where you're just free yeah um but as well think that there's it's also really i think it's really really important um to just run after that quickly mm. do you know what i mean like if there's a place where you messed up and you sin against your conscience or something like that like get it right quick yeah you know what i mean because if it if you're not if it's not getting right quick then man i just feel like there's just a lot more playroom for the enemy to just yeah to tempt you with like the fear and shame and guilt and all that stuff Right. right um so there's like like we talk about it and we want to make it a really light thing, light and easy, you know, mm-hmm. but there's to an extent there's a, there is still a lot of, um, I guess weight, not, not enough weight is the right word because well, the Lord says his burdens are light and easy. Right. Yeah. But, but I think it is well, like the enemy, his yoke and burden are not light and easy. So when you're talking in terms of the enemy and his effect on you, like, no, it actually is going to feel heavy because that is the burden of the enemy, right? And so the idea of serving the devil versus serving God should be heavy for you. 
right? Yeah. In a in a really yeah. like holy like way, right? Not like condemning, you know. If you don't if you don't have hope, then you know that's not God, right? But it's like, yeah. oh man, like you know, the idea of serving the devil should scare me because that's <laughs> literally just that means I'm just gonna die, you right. know. And there's no hope there, right? Yeah. So. Anyways, that's just my two cents on that. <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's good, man, because, you know, and like fear of the Lord. Yeah. Right. Like there's there is there should just be like this. Almost this weighty thing of like, you know what? I actually will not live in sin. Yeah. You know, and like there's like. Because I think there's certain things that we can do that actually like cause the Holy Spirit to just be grieved. Yeah. Right, and I think for the Holy Spirit to just live and flow through us, mm. I think if we're if we are living in sin, I think that actually hinders Him from doing that because yeah, when we live in sin, we make Him really sad, like we <laughs> yeah. grieve Him. Yeah, right, and that's I don't think any I don't think anybody would say, oh, I'd love to do that. I love to grieve the Holy Spirit, you know what I mean? Yeah, no. Like, like there's just, there is just such like a weight to it too. Yeah. Um, And I think that there's, it is in everything. Like it's our, like what are the thoughts that we're entertaining? Yep. How are we entertaining ourselves? Like in, like what movies are we watching? What music are we listening to? Um, All these things, like maybe there's certain, maybe you're not, struggling with like certain sins or whatever but like how about your thought process mm. you know yeah because like, the reality is there's is holy spirit's like he's always highlighting things right yeah unless you yeah. are just perfect um <laughs> you know like holy spirit's highlighting things for you to grow in um right and so how surrendered are you you know like are you actually willing to give him your your yes um and yeah. i think as well you know as you're talking, I'm just thinking like, you know, about this idea of grieving the Holy spirit, like the more that you tell the Holy spirit, no, the easier it becomes. Right. So if Mm -hmm. you get in the habit of telling Holy spirit, no, like it's actually just each time it's going to become easier to go, Oh no, I just don't want to do that. Right. And it's, and every time you do that, you're actually, you're being selfish. You're living for yourself, like to just put it plainly. Right. Right. Um, but the reality is, is you weren't created for you. You weren't created to live selfish, to live for yourself. You were created for God. Um, and so, yeah, anyways, um, and, and what that does, right. As you continue to say no, continue to live for yourself is you actually then start to sear your conscience, right. So that it's, it's actually leading you into a place where you become unaffected by the, the Holy Spirit's voice. And so then now yeah. you're numbing yourself to, to his voice and you can actually hear him. So then you, you know, start doing things in sin. And because you've seared your conscience and you've told him no enough, you now are in this place where it's like, you know, you can do something that is just evil and very clearly in sin and yeah. just be like, I feel nothing. Not even right. bothered by it. Right. Well, wh- how did you get there? How did that happen? It came from searing your conscience, right? And and if you're in that place, like, don't feel, don't be condemned in that, but know that, like, because know that there's a place where 
like the Holy Spirit can come, God can heal you, Jesus is enough, and He's always enough. He is never not yeah. enough. Um, so if you're if you're finding that you're resonating with that and you're in that place, please do not hear that and be condemned and you know be like living in fear and shame and condemnation um, and like yeah. just losing hope, but actually be filled with hope because Jesus is literally waiting for you right now to just give him your yes. Right. And if yeah. you invite him to actually heal that place in you, um, Holy spirit, he's, he's faithful. He's faithful to heal it. Right. And, and Holy spirit will come mm -hmm. and will actually speak to you and will actually heal that place in your heart. So you'll actually be able to hear his voice again. So don't get condemned by that, but it's just like, that's a really dangerous place when we're there because yeah. then it's like, there's no, there's nothing we've hardened our hearts toward the Holy spirit. And now there's like, we can't actually, until we get to that place of repentance, we can't actually get to turning away from that sin, you know, like we actually, it's like, it just gets really tricky, you know? So, yeah. And it's, it's as well. Like if, if the Holy spirit can't, I mean, truthfully, he will never leave you. Yeah. But I think if we grieve him, he, which is interesting because he would, like, if, for somebody to grieve, like, what grieving means is to, like, to make sad. Yeah. Right? And to, like, to extinguish, you know, like, if it's a fire, to extinguish it and stuff. So, like, and the very Holy Spirit is the presence of God, mm -hmm. right? He's the joy of the Lord, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And so it's like, now all of a sudden the joy of the Lord is saddened, and it's mm. just, it's a big deal. Um, and I think it as well, like it hinders the power that he gives to you. Yeah. Right. So if we're oh, yeah. like, there's so many things that the Lord wants to do with us. If we're willing, like we could step out and give a waitress a word or something, you know what I mean? Mm. And it's like, if the Lord wants to speak through you, like he's always going to use people. But if we're constantly grieving the Holy spirit, now the Holy spirit can't really move through us like in power and now like our conscience is so like what you're talking about it like it's so um seared like it like it's mm. callous towards certain things and it's like how's the holy spirit going to work with that yeah you know what i mean if like if you're living in sin he can't really i don't know work in power through you yeah so there's just there's a deep sense of that man like oh yeah um for God to just work through you. Like you want to be free. Yeah. I think it's, you know, it's interesting, you know, cause we always talk about like, as Christians, we talk about living in, in tensions between two different tensions. Um, and I think, you know, they're one of those classic ones is God's love versus like his justice, right. And his holiness. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think we can be so soft, um, when we talk about fear of the Lord, a lot of the times because it's, it can be uncomfortable because you know what? It, it, it is uncomfortable. We're actually, there's this place of dying to ourselves, right? And understanding that it's not, a, I'm not made for me. I'm not made to live for myself. And, uh, yeah. that's uncomfortable because we, you know, like living for ourselves. Um, <laughs> but because I, we're in know, control. We can right. control ourselves. Oh yeah. 
Um, and I think there's all kinds of reasons why, you know, pride, <laughs> all kinds of things. But I think about things, you know, stories like the story of Uzzah, you know, in the Old Testament, David's transporting the Ark of the Covenant, right? Which is the physical dwelling place of God in the Old Testament, right? And God very clearly said, he gave them clear instructions on how to transport this thing. He's like, do not touch it. You do not touch the box or you'll die, right? And, uh, you know, they transported it the wrong way. And, um, you know, this guy, Uzzah, so basically they're supposed to carry it with these poles, this oxen thing, uh, oxen that had it on a cart, uh, the ark on the cart. Um, he stumbles. And so this guy, Uzzah, reaches out to, like, stabilize the, the Ark of the Covenant. And he, when he touches it, he dies on the spot, right? <laughs> And it's like, man, that seems so harsh and so like, oh, man, like, how could God do that? You know, if he's a loving God and it's like, man, there's this place where one, he was already walking in, in disobedience because he didn't actually do what God told him to do. And two, yeah. there was this place where he actually got too, um, I don't want to say too comfortable, but I mean, that's kind of what I mean, you know, like too comfortable with God's presence. Like not that you, yeah. you know, like there's a place of comfort. He's the great comforter, you know, and he's, he's a good papa. He's a good father and he wants to love you and to, you know, but there's also this place of like, he's not just a good father. He is also the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords. Yeah. He's the creator, the most powerful thing that ever has been ever is and ever will be for all of eternity and all universes in all dimensions. If that's even a thing, <laughs> like anything there ever was, he's the greatest of them all. Right. And there's this place where we, I think a lot of times kind of dampen that and soften it. Um, you know, as a form of like sugarcoating it to make it more palatable, but we can't actually do that because then we're not doing God justice for who he is, you know, and we're yeah. reducing him to one extreme of his character when in reality he's somewhere in the middle of those two tensions. Um, and so I think there's this place of like holy reverence, like, wow, God, you are worthy. You are the king of kings. And I actually yeah. like he's worthy to be the king of your life, to be the Lord of your life. Right. Yeah. And he gives you the honor of free will in actually making the choice to put him in that place. But also understand that because that's what you were created for. If you don't put him in that place, you it will lead to death. Right. Yeah. Like that's just ultimately the truth is that if God is not the Lord of your life, if you're not actually letting him, uh, instruct you and inform you on the way that you live life. Cause guess what? He's the manufacturer. He made you. So he knows what's best for you. And so yeah. this is where the balance of his, you know, the good father comes in, right? Because, because he is a good father, he's trustworthy. His goodness makes him trustworthy to, and his holiness makes him trustworthy towards us. And so by that we can then um, from that trusting place, we can actually then make the decision to put him as the Lord of our lives to actually inform us on how to live because we know that if he's good and he's always good and never anything but good and he's a good father who loves us and cares for us and wants the best for us, then every decision that he gives us and tells us is actually for our own benefit and for our own good. Um, 
And so one of the one of the really uh, a really good quote that I heard a speaker say once was, "God will never tell you no unless He has a better yes." <laughs> right. And so I think there's just this place where we just got to really um, just come into a, a balance with how we view God, with how we understand His character and His nature and who He really is. You know. Yeah, for sure. That's good, man. Come on. I love it. Um, <laughs> the other day I was I was driving uh, just to work. And, yeah, like one thing that I've been praying recently was, you know, like, God, like, would you give me more fear of the Lord? Mm. You know, like where, you know, like me as a person, I carry your presence. <clears throat> and so that that would affect the people around me because it, and then all of a sudden they would feel the presence of the Lord, you know, like what an amazing gift that we get to give to people if we mm. are carrying that, you know? And I think for me, like I've just, um, been kind of praying that too, like fear of the Lord, you know, mm. like, what is it? Would you just continue to sanctify me? God, like even in my like daily thoughts, yeah. you know, like, um, so I remember I was driving just to work and, was listening to a sermon about um just the spirit and like quenching him and stuff and man it was just so sobering for me like where i felt like all of a sudden just the lord showed up in the truck mm. as i was driving and there was just this deep sense of just um almost just lordship yeah Right, and I just wept for like thirty minutes driving, <laughs> and you know, and I was thinking, like, man, like, is there areas in my life where I quench the spirit, you know, like with my thoughts and mm. with my actions, like, what am I, am I able to just cont- like harness the spirit or like to maintain the spirit in my life, or is there certain places where I'm like quenching him, mm. you know, where I'm grieving him where with my thoughts, if I'm thinking about dwelling on thoughts that are just not needing to dwell on. Yeah. You know, and there's so many, so many places where I think that the Holy spirit just wants to move mm-hmm. and he just wants to live freely through you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I was just so convicted, you know, like not condemned, but just convicted. And I just said, remember just praying like god i just repent like would you forgive me for the areas where i've quenched you yeah where i've quenched your spirit and would you just would you please just guide me and um continue to just to help me Mm. you know just to live in that place of freedom because i just like we nobody wants to quench the spirit you know what i mean yeah like he's the ultimate comforter like you're saying the the healer the comforter the um the one that will just bring you joy. He's the joy of the Lord. Mm. You know? The one so. that guides you. Lights What's you. That? Uh, the one that guides you. you know, the, oh, what, yeah. is it, what does it say? Uh, lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Or it might be the other way yeah. around. Anyways. Anyways. Shows yeah. you your next steps. Yeah. So. Yeah. There's just. It's beautiful. It's thing, important thing. It's beautiful. Yeah. Like. And if you're bold enough. Like pray it ask yeah. for more fear of the lord because if you ask you receive right yeah come on 
Yeah. Um, so good. Because bro. I think if it's with sin, man, there's there's just a, there's not. I feel like there's just a really clear, simple answer. Like the only way to hate sin is to love God. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's so, so good, love bro. God. <laughs> yeah, yeah, love God. I, no, that's actually that's actually super good. Like that's actually a really beautiful way to actually just summarize like the point of really the entire conversation, you know, everything mm-hmm. we've been saying is, you know, like exactly what you said. You, you can't, the only way to hate sin is to love God. Right. Cause it's like, how do I get free? Well, love God. Right. We were talking yep. about that persistence, you know, that, or the perseverance, right. Of, elevating truth okay well how do i even get the truth how do i elevate it how do i you know do that whole persistence thing right and that's where it and it always comes back to this but it's that (laughs) communion with god man get in the secret place get into your room where nobody sees except your father in heaven who sees everything that you do and actually get honest and vulnerable with him you know and actually invite him into those areas that you're actually pursuing truth in and he's faithful You know, Mm -hmm. so, yeah, I guess, you know, wherever you're falling, you know, on listening to this, whether it's, you know, you're, you're getting kind of convicted because maybe there is some, some sin or even just, you know, different, um, areas where maybe you have grieved the spirit, you know, you've actually just said no, um, out of just a place of selfishness or, um, you know, just places where you're recognizing, you know, that Holy Spirit's highlighting to you right now that you actually just need renewing in. Um, you know, don't, like I said before, don't get condemned, don't get filled with shame or lose your hope, but just understand like, and let this be kind of a final exhortation to you or a final encouragement to you that Jesus is enough, right? Yeah. And don't let it become more complicated than that because it's not more complicated than that. It's actually that simple, which may sound crazy. That may actually go against maybe even what you've been taught, but it is that simple. Jesus is enough for you right now, no matter where you're at, whether you're absolutely in love with him or, you know, you've got some things out of alignment, he's enough for you. And so if you open yourself up to him, he is faithful to fill those spaces and to actually redeem and to restore everything that you allow him access to. Um, it's just a matter of you allowing him access. Hey, and so, Yeah. yeah, just be encouraged. Um, spend time with the Lord, um, yeah. invite him in and, um, yeah, be super incredibly just blessed. Um, just be blessed with his presence, blessed with his spirit. If you've got questions or I don't know, you just want to chat or dialogue, um, hit either one of us up honestly. Cause yeah, I'm sure we'd be yeah. keen to chat. I'm keen to chat. I'm sure you are too. Ernie. Um, I don't know. You can just find us on social media or something. John Paul Mills, J-O-N Paul Mills uh, for me on Instagram. And uh, Ernie is Ernie Ripple. Um, <laughs> so, um, or, you know, go to encounterthegospel.org and you can find a way to contact me there. But yeah, just be encouraged, be blessed. And um, yeah, see y'all later. <laughs>
Thanks for listening to Encounter the Gospel. If you want to learn more or give financially and help us continue to create content like this to inspire others, you can go to our website at EncounterTheGospel.org.